Today is Friday, April 30th, 2021, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Your Weather Command forecast. First off, we've got that red flag warning. It remains in effect until 9 p.m. this evening due to warm temperatures, gusty winds, and low relative humidity. This is for Hill and Blaine counties, as well as the portion of the Rocky Boy Reservation that is in Shoto County. With temperatures in the upper 70s and lower 80s, winds 20 to 30 miles an hour gusting up to 50 miles an hour out of the west, and relative humidity between 7 and 15 percent, critical fire weather conditions are occurring now or will shortly. Extreme fire behavior is possible. Once again, red flag warning for Hill and Blaine counties until 9 p.m. this evening. For the rest of your Friday, windy and mostly cloudy. Highs around 80 with west winds 25 to 35 miles an hour. Tonight, windy and mostly cloudy in the evening, then becoming partly cloudy. Lows around 50, west winds 20 to 30 miles an hour, decreasing to 10 to 20 miles an hour after midnight. Saturday, breezy and cooler. Partly cloudy, high 65 to 70. West winds 15 to 25 miles an hour. Saturday night, colder, with partly cloudy skies in the evening, turning to mostly cloudy skies with a 20% chance of rain after midnight. Lows around 40, west winds 15 to 25 miles an hour. Sunday, mostly cloudy, with a chance of rain in the morning, then a slight chance of rain in the afternoon. Highs 55 to 60, northwest winds 10 to 15 miles an hour, shifting to north winds 10 to 20 miles an hour in the afternoon. Chance of rain on Sunday, 40%. Sunday night, colder and partly cloudy. Lows 30 to 35. Monday, partly cloudy, 20% chance of rain. Highs around 60. Monday night, mostly cloudy, lows around 40. Tuesday, mostly cloudy, 50% chance of rain. Highs 55 to 60. Tuesday night and Wednesday, mostly cloudy, 20% chance of rain. Lows 35 to 40. Highs 55 to 60. Wednesday night and Thursday, partly cloudy with lows around 35 and highs 65 to 70. Officials in Blaine County are expressing concern as COVID-19 case rates are increasing, with the active case count up to 13, while demand for vaccines is dropping, with only 38% of eligible county residents fully vaccinated. Health Officer Jana McPherson-Hower says the prevention measures that have been preached for the last year are still effective. With a potential additional wave of infection coming through, the strategies that we can take to protect ourselves and our family haven't changed. So it is still wear a mask, wash your hands, socially distance from people who either you don't live with or you don't know the vaccination status of. She adds that the best tool to prevent a large outbreak is for people to receive COVID-19 vaccines, and her department is willing to talk to people to address any concerns they may have. With each individual topic, we try to find good data and good numbers, good evidence that shows that while the concern is valid, that there is, you know, data that can maybe show that it isn't a concern that really needs to be carried forward. McPherson Hauer says walk-in clinics are scheduled for May 12th and 20th at the Blaine County Fairgrounds with all three authorized vaccines available. Moving on to our final candidate profile for the Haver trustee election. A consumer department assistance at Independence Bank, Erin Pulse cites her prior experience as a substitute teacher and paraprofessional at the Haver School District as reasons why she is a good fit to be a trustee on the school board. Having someone that's actually been in the classroom and knows what these teachers do every day, all day long, gives me a better insight as to what kind of suggestions would be a good fit for the teachers. Pulse believes that there has been a lack of communication between the board and the community in recent years, and says as a parent of children in the district, she would work to rectify that if elected.
I can't tell you the last board meeting I went to where I saw a teacher. I only see administration. I want the teachers to feel like they can come to the school board meetings and express their concerns. Pulse also says she works part-time at Bowen Marrow and has been active in the community as a volunteer with MSU Northern Rodeo and was a part of the Haver JCs before aging out last year. Pulse is competing against four other candidates for two three-year terms on the board, with the election set for Tuesday, May 4th. And just another reminder for you guys, because of the new law recently passed by the Montana legislature, you must be registered to vote for elections by noon the day before the election. So for the upcoming school board elections, you must make sure you're registered by noon this upcoming Monday. If you'd like to register, head to your local county courthouse. After a heated debate and with the end of the session rapidly approaching, lawmakers successfully passed the two-year state budget Thursday, fulfilling their only constitutional obligation. The U.M. Legislative News Service reports Conrad Republican Representative Lou Jones said he was proud of the $12 billion budget, particularly that it manages to spend less than the previous two-year budget. He acknowledges that some Democrats may be upset with certain parts. But beauty on the budget is in the eye of the beholder. Billings Representative Emma Kerr Carpenter was one of the Democrats who argued against the bill, largely because of cuts to education programs and changes to Medicaid eligibility, among other issues. I was sent here by my constituents to help fight for them to be able to have lives of dignity, respect, and possibility, and that is not in this budget. Instead, at almost every turn, we've created jobs for lawyers and found ways to flout our Constitution. The bill passed out of the House 65 to 33 and out of the Senate 40 to 10. And now taking a look at local COVID-19 updates for today. We'll start with Hill County, which reported one new COVID case yesterday and no recoveries. Total case count for Hill County, 1,961 with nine active, one hospitalization, 1,908 recoveries, 44 deaths. Over in Blaine County, they reported five new cases and one recovery yesterday. Their total case count, 767, 13 of those are active. They've had 730 recoveries and 24 deaths. No other counties in our listening area provided COVID case updates over the last 24 hours, but we'll make sure to pass them along once they're provided. Turning to state news... We'll start off with that COVID-19 update from DPHHS. Today, Montana reported 156 new COVID-19 cases, bringing the cumulative total to 108,817. Active case count, 1,045. Active hospitalizations, 50. Death toll, 1,571. Counties with the most new cases today, Yellowstone, 26. Gallatin, 23. Flathead, 13. Bighorn, 12. Lewis and Clark, 12. Ravalli and Richland, both with 9. And looking at the vaccine dashboard from the state, total COVID-19 vaccine doses administered up to 713,267, with 326,990 Montanans fully immunized. The Montana legislature wrapped up its 2021 session Thursday, having passed a $12 billion two-year budget, set a framework for spending $2 billion in federal stimulus money over the next four years, and implemented policy to enact the state's voter-approved recreational marijuana law. Lawmakers passed bills to restrict abortions, relax gun restrictions, and reshape the judiciary. A new law to eliminate the Judicial Nomination Commission and allow the governor to directly fill judicial vacancies between elections is already being challenged on a constitutional basis. The Montana Democratic Party is also challenging a law to end same-day voter registration. 
Former Montana Congressman and Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke has filed election paperwork indicating he is interested in running for the second U.S. House seat awarded to the state. Zinke filed Thursday to organize a campaign committee. The new district's boundaries have not been set, but the election is slated for November 2022. He's a former Navy U.S. SEAL who served in the Montana Senate and as Montana's lone U.S. House member from 2015 to 2017. Zinke resigned from the Interior Post in December 2018 amid several investigations that he said were politically motivated. He could not be reached for comment. Montana Governor Greg Gianforte's office says a U.S. Interior Department plan to consider if bison should be reintroduced to a sprawling refuge raises questions about federal intrusion into state wildlife issues. Interior officials this week said they plan a years-long process to examine potential bison reintroductions at the Charles M. Russell National Wildlife Refuge north of Lewistown. Gianforte recently canceled a bison restoration plan adopted under his Democratic predecessor. On Thursday, the Republicans signed a bill requiring county commissioners to approve any bison relocations into their counties by state agencies. Bison roamed Montana in huge herds before getting wiped out by overhunting in the late 19th century. A bill that strengthens penalties for drivers endangering first responders and highway workers on Montana roadways has been signed into law. Governor Greg Gianforte signed the measure that increases fines for reckless driving to a maximum of $500 for a first offense and $1,000 for a second offense. The bill from Fairfield Republican Representative Ross Fitzgerald also includes tow truck drivers among those people who drivers can be punished for endangering. Support for the bill was driven in part by testimony from the family of Cassie Allen and Nick Visser, two tow truck operators who were hit and killed by a truck while clearing a crash on I-90 in October. Montana lawmakers have approved amendments proposed by Governor Greg Gianforte to a bill aimed at preventing discrimination based on vaccine status. The amendments appear to try to address concerns about the bill raised by healthcare organizations. The bill would prohibit employers from requiring vaccinations as a condition of employment. Gianforte's amendment clarifies that employees can volunteer their vaccine records and that employers can take reasonable accommodations, such as requiring masks for people who are not vaccinated or don't divulge their vaccine status. Nursing homes are exempt from the bill if compliance would violate federal guidance. A Montana woman who said her husband repeatedly abused her before she fatally shot him will stay out of prison. 61-year-old Joanne Evelyn Campbell of Hamilton received a suspended 20-year sentence for negligent homicide on Thursday. She was originally charged with deliberate homicide in the December 2019 death of Robert Keller. Before he was killed, Keller had agreed to a plea deal dismissing felony charges of kidnapping his wife. She told deputies she was afraid of him because of previous assaults. Ravalli County District Court Judge Jennifer Lint added a $5,000 fine, but says she doesn't think Campbell is a threat to the public. Bicyclists will no longer be allowed to ride into Yellowstone National Park through the South Gate before the road opens for motorized vehicles each spring. After spring plowing, Yellowstone officials keep some of the park's interior roads closed to motorized vehicles for several weeks while reopening them to human-powered recreation. The AP reports the park recently announced a permanent ban on bikes between the south entrance and Grant Village during spring shoulder season. Yellowstone spokeswoman Linda Veris says high snowbanks along the road make it less safe for bicyclists to use in the springtime. The owners of the Dakota Access Pipeline say they want the U.S. Supreme Court to review lower court opinions, confirming that the project deserves a thorough environmental review and is currently operating without a key federal permit. A Washington, D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals panel earlier this year supported the Standing Rock Indian Reservation and other tribes on those two issues. That has left open the possibility that the pipeline will be shut down while the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers conducts that environmental study. Texas-based Energy Transfer, which operates the $3.8 billion, 1,172-mile pipeline said in a filing to the circuit court that it will ask the Supreme Court to take up its complaint. 
And now taking a look at your wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel for Hill County, winter wheat $6.50, spring wheat $6.58, Blaine County, winter wheat $6.40, spring wheat $6.53, Liberty County, winter wheat $6.55, spring wheat $6.58, Shoto County, winter wheat $6.50, spring wheat $6.58, and Phillips County, winter wheat $6.35, and spring wheat $6.48. And now taking a look at funeral notices for today. Leon Jennings Cochran passed away on April 23rd in Billings. Wake services begin at 5 p.m. this evening, that's Friday, April 30th, and continue until his funeral service, which will be at 11 a.m. tomorrow, Saturday, May 1st, all at the Fort Belknap Community Center. And that does it for your Friday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember that seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM. KPQX and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Friday and a great weekend. Stay safe out on those roads and please continue to do your part to help flatten the curve.